재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 MHz in Seoul and surrounding areas. We like to start off the week by tapping into the Korean mindset, and we do that by listening to what Koreans are saying to each other on social media or in the mainstream media. It's called Culture Pulse. Usually Violet Kim guides us through it, but this week we have a pinch hitter filling in. Her name is Jongbok Lee, and you may recognize her voice from our weekend Who's Who segment. Jongbok, welcome. Hey, Kurt. It's good to see you on Monday morning. On a weekday. This is unusual, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's go through the topics. Lead topic today, and we heard this in the news bulletin at the top of the the hour, uh, new, harsher drunk driving laws here in Korea. Mm -hmm, That's right. So DUI is a serious crime. It's potentially a threat to anyone on the road, walking or driving. Mm -hmm. And it's been pointed out that Korea's drunk driving law is not strict enough. But starting today it'll get much tougher. First of all, cars will be impounded from DUI offenders. It's a big change. Mm -hmm. They'll be impounded when the driver has a past record of DUI and is involved in a mortality incident. Somebody dies. Yes, that's right. Or if the driver has more than five DUIs in the past five years. Also, under the new law, bars that sold alcohol to a person knowing that he or she might drive also is punished. That's a real slippery slope, isn't it? Mm. I mean, uh, I would be quite afraid if I were a bar owner or a hope owner, that kind of thing. Uh, how do you how do you prevent that person from driving? I mean, do you ask that person for the keys or, I mean, anybody potentially could go out and drive. It's, yeah. a, it's a real difficult thing. Uh-huh. It's also interesting that you said there was a perception that uh, Korea's drunk driving laws weren't strong enough. That's right. Uh, have there been a lot of DUI incidents in Korea? Mm-hmm. Yeah, last year, more than 240,000 committed DUI, wow. leaving 583 killed and 42,000 injured. And more seriously, the number of DUI offenders who committed DUI more than three times steadily rose in the past three years. So the change in law reflected this rising number. Yeah, so this will... Uh, ideally put some fear into people. Maybe That's people right. aren't afraid enough to, go, mm-hmm. you know, the, to prevent them from They'll driving They'll take it more drunk. seriously. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, the fact that their cars are going to be impounded, um, is this something, an idea borrowed from other countries? Uh-huh. In the U.S., the New York Police Department impounded cars from drunk drivers. And during February of 1999, DUI went down 25 percent and accidents from drunk driving went down by 38 percent. Mm. And regarding the punishment of aid and abed, a Japanese district court indicted two passengers along with a drunk driver and sentenced them to two years in jail. Interesting. Indicting Mm -hmm. the passengers for aiding and abetting the drunk driver, not taking his keys away, not preventing him from driving. Mm -hmm. That sort of collective punishment idea is something very new, I guess, here in Korea. What are ordinary people saying about this? Well, mostly people were saying how they welcomed the strengthening of the law overall, but holding those who sold the alcohol responsible is outrageous. One netizen said that drinking and driving is like a terrorist attack, so it should be completely rooted out. Some who were against the change wrote, that impounding cars might be a violation of uh, property rights and it could be a threat to those who depend on their cars for a living, such as truck drivers. Uh, Regarding such argument, an internet user said it's not worth protecting property rights of those who threaten other people's lives. Mm -hmm. And if you know that your livelihood might be on stake, then don't drink and drive. It's simple as that. The right to life outweighs the right to a car. Exactly. Very simply. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, and, and to reiterate, 
car impounding will only happen if you've committed multiple DUIs or if, God forbid, you know, you've killed somebody because you were mm-hmm. driving drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have a past record of drunk driving. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, you know, my dad used to tell me when I was first learning to drive, a car is a 2,000 pound weapon. And, you know, if you point it the wrong way or you are driving too fast and somebody's in in your path, uh, you can never take that back. That's a valuable lesson. Okay, let's move on to our next topic. uh, Issues of privacy related to legal documents here in Korea. Mm -hmm. In Korea, when you start working at a company, you have to submit legal documents proving your identity and your family relationship. But the problem is they even show the very private information, such as divorce of your parents, whether you're adopted, and so on. Infringement of private information is a huge issue now. Just last month, Personal Information Protection Revision Act passed in National Assembly, placing tighter regulation on collecting resident registration number. But legal documents are not keeping up with the protection of individuals' privacy. Mm. For example, on a remarried woman's proof of family relationship, children from current marriage will show up, of course, as well as children from previous marriage who are very likely to have different last names. Mm. So experts point out that right now, proof of identity reveals too much information. So people should be able to select parts that are only necessary for the purpose of use. And it's also argued that um, there should be a way to stop companies or institutions from asking for unnecessary documents. So this... uh Resident registration number in the past has been sort of this master key to unlock all of your information. And Mm -hmm. you'll see things that might prejudice an employer against you or just create some social difficulties. How are people reacting to this idea of uh, kind of parsing information into more private uh, compartments? Well, many responded. Just because your parents are divorced doesn't reflect your personal uh, character or your capabilities as a worker at all, Mm -hmm. of course. Uh, There were numerous anecdotes about personal experiences, most of them relating to writing their resumes or when being interviewed. Because all Korean resumes, you have to put your pictures. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? I did know that. And I know that for a while there was a bill in the National Assembly or somebody was trying to get one to the floor Mm -hmm. to... Mm -hmm. uh, outlaw that or to make it not mandatory anymore because a lot of employers will you know uh, judge you on how pretty you are or how good looking you are yeah yeah. you know and that's fueling again the plastic surgery Mm. drive and all that so it should be relatively irrelevant how you look in terms of your job capability right yeah not only that but in most resumes in korea you have to put down your parents names Mm. age what's your pedigree that kind of thing yeah and whether if you live them live with them or not really i I still don't understand that and sometimes your height weight religion blood type and even eyesight is there anything left out after that Uh, i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) okay so you basically are handing your potential employer all of this information with which to exercise his or her personal prejudices Mm -hmm. uh, against you and possibly filter you out you know, what else are people saying? Uh, well, some said maybe the company should open their information to prospective employees, such as working environment, salary, detailed information on overtime, hmm. and so on. And some recalled from their childhood, and so do I, when teachers had us close eyes uh, at the beginning of the semester and asked the class, whose parents are divorced? Raise your hand. Do you have? Do you live in your own house or do you pay rent? Raise your hand. That is unbelievably ridiculous. Cheeky. And why did the teacher want to know that? So she could uh, sort of a survey type thing. Really? That you had to a do survey. Mm-hmm. 
And, and, and what would they do with the results of that? Would they give you Keep extra records. attention or something if your parents were divorced? Yeah, extra or, attention, quote-unquote. Quote-unquote. <laughs> yeah, and I'll bet you not everybody in the class closed their eyes completely either. <laughs> okay, well, let's leave that there, and we'll go to topic number three, a little bit of Avengers action in Korea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, many Marvel fans have been waiting for this day. Captain America's Civil War comes to theater this Wednesday. You a fan? I am a fan. Yeah. Uh, the movie is released in Korea for the first time in the world, which is a week earlier than in the U.S. Well, it makes sense. Marvel, Marvel movies uh, were successful in Korea. Avengers 2 attracted more than 10 million viewers in Korea. Hmm. And there was a press conference for the movie held in Singapore on April 22nd. And Korean journalists from almost 80 news publishers went to Singapore to cover this. Wow. And uh, now there was a sort of a routine question that Korean journalists or reporters often use when interviewing foreigners, like, do you know Sai? Do you know kimchi? <laughs> did somebody actually ask, did you know, do oh, you know kimchi? Oh, a lot of people. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, <sighs> a little bit in the past for kimchi. In the uh, past, okay. Yeah, in, uh, recently Sai. Uh, they're not even really a question. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the answer is imposed on. <laughs> and they've been widely criticized by netizens for years and often been used as a tongue-in-cheek phrase yeah. online. Yeah, do you know kimchi? Mm-hmm. That's, uh, you know, is it too spicy for you? And uh, <laughs> so how did this particular press conference go? Well, uh, this time the press did not have to ask such questions. Director of the movie, Joe Russo, uh, said that he's not the one deciding the release date, but the fact that Korea has the earliest date should mean that Korea is an important market for Marvel Entertainment. No doubt. And in my personal opinion, maybe because of Koreans' pali-pali, quick-quick culture. We want it now. What what do you do in releasing it in Singapore and China and not here? Come on. Uh, Chris Evans, Captain America. Oh, he was at the thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, He also appeared in movie Snowpiercer, Mm -hmm. directed by Bong Joon-ho. Oh, and Uh, he's directing a new one. Uh, Bong Joon-ho, yeah, it's called, what is it, Okja? And you know who's going to be in it is uh, Steven Yeun from The Walking Dead. He just signed on. Oh, okay. And they're they're, they're just starting to shoot in Korea now. Sorry Uh for interrupting. No, that's fine. (laughs) You sound excited. I am excited. Uh, Chris Evans, uh, he expressed his affection toward Korea. He said, Korea is spearheading the world's movie industry and is thankful for huge interest on the new movie. Uh, Anthony Mackie, the Falcon, shouted out, we love Korea. And at the end of the conference, he said, 안녕하세요, 감사합니다. Mm. Hello, thank you, in Korean. Why didn't they just hold this thing in Korea? Why Why are they going to Singapore and yelling, uh, we love Korea? Well, it was like a special conference just for the Korean journalists, it seems like. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, in this movie, it's going to be Captain America's team fights Iron Man's team. Who are you going to root for in that? Uh, I don't know. That's a difficult question. Yeah? I mean... I don't know. Most, I I don't mean to generalize. I feel like it's muscle against money. Muscle (laughs) against brains and money, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'd be interested to know how that shakes out, Mm -hmm. who Koreans are going to uh, root for in this. All right. Well, that will kind of wrap up our Culture Pulse. You did a fantastic job this week, Chongbok. It was really great to have you in the weekly flow. And we'll hear from you again on Who's Who in the upcoming weekend, okay? Sounds great. All right. And Koreascape will return right after this.